helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we have another interesting show lined up for you. Today's show is about workplace bullying. There might be some of you listening to my voice who are in workplace situation where you are being bullied. Stay tuned because this show is going to explain some of the tactics that bully use, how to prepare yourself to fight against these tactics and what to do to survive. So we are going to be looking at this in a very detailed way and at times referring to biblical principles as well. So thank you again for joining us. For those of you who have been faithful listeners, thank you for joining us again on the Live Transformation Radio Show and welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time. And it's no surprise for those of you who have listened to this show regularly that Melissa Waggot is with me in studio today, my co-host. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much, Michael. I'm really excited to explore this exciting topic with you. Unfortunately, I think this is um, something many people will identify with, but hopefully we'll be able to give people some tips and advice if you're experiencing this situation of workplace bullying uh, wherever you find yourself employed and hopefully get the help that you need. Absolutely. So when we talk about workplace bullying, I want us to realize that this is something that is way more common than most people think. And uh, bullying can take place in many different ways, sometimes very subtle ways. So we're going to be looking at the different the different ways of, of bullying so that you can identify if you're in a situation where you're being bullied. So when we're talking about bullying for today's show, what kind of individuals are we talking about? Because bullying is kind of a broad term. As you say, there's a lot of different degrees. So what kind of degrees are we talking about when we're talking about bullying today? Well, I'm talking about a really uh, tough workplace situation in which you might be uh, in, a, in a situation where you find you feel as if everything that you do is wrong. And it's really tough. And might be there are times when you want to quit. And if it wasn't for the, the, the financial provision that that job provides you with, you would want to leave. But I'm talking about uh, bullies or what I would call workplace psychopaths. And, and uh, sadly enough, there are many uh, psychopathic individuals who gravitate towards leadership in in companies and the very nature of some companies attract these types of individuals, these psychopaths. It's it's said that about one percent of the population is psychopaths. So so you wouldn't be surprised if we find that a lot of people who are in leadership position uh, have psychopathic traits. And so, what percentage of bullying do these? let's call them corporate psychopaths, I guess, account for in the workplace? Well, let me say, when it comes to the general population, there, as I said before, there's 1% of the, the general population that are psychopaths. But when it comes to CEOs and in, in top leadership positions, 4.5% of CEOs are said to be psychopaths. The studies show that 4.5% are psychopaths. Another interesting stats is that psychopaths accounts for about 26 to 36% of all bullying, although they're, they're only say 4% of the, the 4% of psychopath and 1% of the general population so the so the majority of the bullying that takes place in 
a large percentage, I should say, of the bullying that takes place in workplace situation are as a result of psychopaths who are or in those leadership and leadership positions. And that was something I wanted to clarify with you is that if you're experiencing bullying at work, does it mean the person who's bullying you is a psychopath? No, not necessarily. Uh, people <laughs> Just so that we're not offending <laughs> any CEOs. If you Absolutely. have a tough boss, we're not saying Absolutely. they're necessarily... We're not saying that every bully is a psychopath, but if we're looking at uh, 26 to 36% of all bullying uh, being the result of psychopaths within the workplace, we're talking about a very high percentage, like maybe just over one in three uh, percentage of bullying is as a result of psychopaths in the workplace. And so have they ever looked at to see if you have a psychopath in your workplace, how much more frequently are incidents of bullying reported? Do they know how much that is? Yes. uh, Statistics show that if you have a psychopath, without a psychopath in the workplace, let me start from that angle first. Without a psychopath in the workplace, the incidence of bullying per year, it's about 10 incidents per year. If you have a psychopath in your workplace, the incident, the recorded incidence of bullying increases to over once a week. So this is a very significant uh, increase in the incidence of bullying. So if you're running an organization or you're in an organization in which there are recorded uh, a significant amount of recorded incidents of bullying uh, being recorded, or even if it's not recorded, but it's being reported, people are talking about feeling like they are being bullied. It's quite possible that you're dealing with a, a, a psychopath in the workplace situation. I'm feeling all supervisors and HR professionals listening today shuddering a bit. <laughs> going, right. oh, I hope I don't have one. So what tactics do bullies use in the workplace? What kind of things do you see? Yes. Yeah, so when it comes to tactics that, that bully use, it, it's important for us to understand that it varies from individuals to individuals, right? And it's not the same. It's not displayed the same type of ways in every in every situation. So tactics that they use include they divide and conquer. So they will bring about uh, a situation in which they will report to say one thing to one person and then a different thing to another person. And you might start feeling that the person in the next cubicle over from you doesn't like you or is saying things about you when in fact it's not true. You might feel that the, the, the supervisors that are higher up, the, the managers that are higher up the in, in the line have a negative view of your work when in truth it's it's not true so so the divide and conquer there is a lot of lying that is done as part of the tactics to manipulate and control but other subtle ways in which this bullying takes place is that they take praise for your work and so if we think about it in the school situation it would be like a bully in the school situation you went home and you you studied for your test and you did all the hard work and then you got back your mark and instead of your name being on the paper, it's the bully's name, right? In the school, that would not be allowed. But in the workplace situation, this is very commonplace. Someone puts in all the hard research, looks up the looks up all the material, makes sure that it's done, and their name is not even mentioned as someone who contributed 
to the the research that was done but instead the 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 the, the psychopath the the bullying in the workplace the bully in the workplace his name or her name turns up as being the person who did all this kind of work another uh uh Another uh, tactics that we find we find that they use in in the workplace is that they 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 tend to gaslight and by gaslighting we means that the, the line between what really happened the reality of what happened and and fiction becomes very blurred. So you might have had a meeting and you think that the meeting went a certain way and the report that comes back from the meeting is totally shocking to you because it's it what is what is said make you doubt your sanity because you're wondering was I in the same meeting did did was this really is there something wrong with my mind? Why, why I have a different recollection of what transpired between us in that meeting? So these are all some of the the tactics that is used by bullies. And so, aside from the tactics, so if we're trying to look out for bullies in mm-hmm. our work environment, are there certain characteristics that they have that we can keep an eye out for? Right. I think when we, we talk about psychopaths and bullies, we tend to, you know, get this picture of the person with a very cold, stone face that, you know, looks really sinister and evil, but nothing could be further from the truth. Bullies in workplaces sometimes are very charming. You know, people at first glance, the first time you meet this person, you go, wow, this is a wonderful place. This is the place I would like to work because they say all the right thing. They act the right way in in public. So people will see them as being very likable. They will have this big smile. But beneath that, that, that facade of the, the smile is someone who is very devious and and is interested in in self promotion and is not really interested in the 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 workers uh the workers well being they're more interested in the bottom line they're more interested in 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 their 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 self promotion instead of how people feel another uh characteristics of bully is this that they have this sense of grandiosity right they know everything and and I should have said this when you talk about uh uh, when we talk about uh, some of the tactics in the workplace, is that they, these bullies they they can't afford to be to be they can't be wrong, right? They're always right. So even if they make a mistake and you try to point it out to them, they're going to twist that fact to make it seem as if they are right. So they can't afford to be wrong. And another hallmark of uh, of of bullying in the workplace, of psychopaths in the workplace, is that there is a a, a tremendous lack of empathy, right? So uh, an example of this is someone who, you know, they're they're planning their wedding, the boss knows that they're getting married, and, you know, everyone in the workplace is excited, and one week before the wedding, they're issued uh, dismissal notices saying that they're they're fired, and there is no particular reason given, but it's just that 
they, 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 the boss just didn't care about what was happening in the personal life. You have to be fired, and they came up with some good reasons why it had to be done at that time. But most people would have some kind of empathy towards those situation of letting someone go at such a crucial time in their life. But for psychopaths, it's very easy to hire and fire because they don't they don't care about your your personal situation and. You don't even have to do anything bad to be let go. If they don't like you, they will come up with a reason to let you go. And so what about those people that would say some of those tactics? Well, that's just good business. If I want to be a good leader, I need to be able to separate myself from the emotion of situations because there are some difficult choices that need to be made in business situations. So maybe that person did need to be fired. Absolutely. I think there are circumstances that call for tough decisions, but good managers will wrestle with those tough decisions and they will try to find ways of working things through with individuals and, you know, try to come up with us with alternatives to letting the people go. Whereas a, a, a workplace bully that don't like you, they will make up reasons to get rid of you and they, they, they will they will create uh, situations to make it look like your work is worse than the work of others in the organization. And they will find great joy in, in letting you go, as opposed to, you know, your regular manager who will wrestle with the decision and say, it's really hard that I have to let this person go. They will take pleasure in letting you go. Because they, they 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 find that power to be that 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 exercise of power to be something that is very fulfilling for them. So my next question for you is why they do this? Because we've talked in many shows in the past. There's always a motivation behind behavior. So why are these individuals bullying and sometimes at a psychopathic rate? Right. I, I think as 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 I entered to before, like some of these people, they like to see people hurt. And this is one thing about psychopaths, that the, the lack of empathy. But it also, a lack of empathy, there are psychopaths who get pleasure out of seeing you squirm. They get pleasure out of making you know that you're under their thumb, and they can do with you whatever they please. They, they also bully because it, it's a way for them to display their power. So when they, they exercise their, their power by firing someone or by humiliating you in front of your co-workers, it, it's a way of saying, I am powerful. I have this authority. But there is a big difference between authority and leadership. You can have authority by being in that position as, as, as a leader. And if you're a psychopathic leader, you may have the authority, but you don't have leadership because statistics show that organizations that are run by these psychopaths, that the, the, the sickness rate of employees increase, people level of dissatisfaction with the workplace goes, goes up, and in the long run, it affects the bottom line. There's a higher turnover of staff, for example, so it costs the company more. So that is not leadership. Yes, you're ex- they exercise authority, but they, they are not leading in, 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 in a godly way. And so if someone's trying to stop a situation, what kind of tactics should they be avoiding? What does not work when you're dealing with a workplace psychopath? 
Right. I, I think it's important for us to understand. That's a very good question. I think it's important for us to understand what doesn't work because sometimes you find yourself in these situations where you say, well, you know, I have to do something to make it work. So it's important to, to look at what doesn't work. So if you are in this situation and you are, you know, let us say someone is bullying you by uh, humiliating you in the workplace, they make these jokes about you, maybe it's racial jokes or sexist jokes or maybe they're just humiliating your work, you know, saying things about you to, to make you seem inefficient and they're saying it in the in the context of joke. Uh, laughing it off doesn't work. There, there are times when people will take the, the position of, oh, I'm not going to let this bother me. I'm just going to laugh it off, right? Turning the other cheek doesn't work in this situation. And I know there, there are Christians listen, listening who, you're in that situation and you're being bullied and you say oh yes the Bible said them to turn the other cheek and you just keep turning the other cheek and let the person bully you over and over and over again or the the, the, the Bible said that that we we you know should be as wise as a serpent and, and be harmless as a dove and so it is important for us to remember that God is not calling you to be a doormat. And so if you're in this situation and you're being bullied in the workplace and you just keep letting it go over and over and over again, eventually you will get to a situation where you, you, you'll have a workplace burnout. You will just one day get to the end of your rope or you quit. The, you know, the person will force you to quit. And, and so it doesn't work. Uh, Fighting back doesn't work. Uh, some people take it in take it in their hands and say, "Well, if this person is bullying me, you know, I'm going to bully back. If they are running these jokes against me, I'm going I'm going to fight back by making the same kind of jokes against them." It doesn't work because these the same kind of people they will build a case against you. You might be doing the same thing, but they will use that to say your behavior is inappropriate, you're out of control, you're losing your temper, getting angry and not having these outbursts doesn't doesn't work. And remaining silent doesn't work either. Because if you if you just let this go and just say, I'm just going to ignore that this thing is happening, then it, it doesn't work. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today, we are talking about workplace bullying. If you've missed the first half of today's show, you can listen to it at our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can call us at 613-699-1677 for a copy of today's show. We also want to remind you of our upcoming conference on September 30th, the First Love Conference at the... Church, of, Church God. of God. Thank you. I was swallowing too slowly. <laughs> Church of God here in Ottawa. You can register through our website or by giving us a call. And again, our, our website is elamcounselingministry.com. You can call us at 613-699-1677. This year's conference is about first love, and we'll be looking at uh, rebuilding self-love, getting over low self-esteem and shame, and all of those negative uh, self-concepts that Cause uh, causes uh, us to be engaged in things like anorexia, uh, cutting behavior, bulimia, 
and uh, even suicidal thoughts. And, and so that first part of the session is going to be very important. The middle part of the session will be dealing with romantic love. And this is not just for couple. If you are single and you're wondering why you can't attract the right persons in your life, this session is a must for you because when you, uh, when you understand the reason and uh, put these principles that we're going to be talking about in place, it sets you up for meeting Mr. Wright or, or Mrs. Wright. And so they come on out to this conference and uh, and the, th- the third part of this this conference will be dealing with god love getting to that place where you can have a breakthrough to the kind of spiritual life and the blessings that god has in store for you there are many of us who are have been stagnant for many years and this conference will give us the tools and look at some of the reasons that why we have been stuck for so long so we'd love to see you there september 30th First Love Conference at the Church of God on Carling Avenue here in Ottawa. So, Michael, we were just talking about tactics that do not work when dealing with workplace bullies. What tactics should we be using when we're trying to deal with this psychopath? I think the, one of the very important topic, if, if you're in an organization where it's, a, it's a, a, a family business, for example, and you're dealing with a psychopath and the leader is a psychopath, I would say in that situation, get out. Right. If it's a if it's a if it's an organization in which there are people higher up in the chain above the psychopath and there there is a, a there are uh, procedures and, and uh, principles for for the conducting of business and, and for dealing with employees, protocols for dealing with conflicts and so forth. The, one of the very important thing to do in those kind of setting is to document all incidents. Document, document, document. Because uh, when it comes to a confrontation, if you're going high up the ladder to challenge this person, it's very important that you have everything written down, the dates, who else was around, uh, what was said, where it was said, and so forth. And, and so even if this person does it in secret, still document it. And uh, a tactic that I encourage my corporate clients to use when, when they have private meetings with these individuals in which things were said, I I, I tell them that immediately after the meeting, send an email confirming what was said in the meeting with the with the person, and so so this will protect you because, as I said, the the line between fiction and reality can become very blurred when you're dealing with workplace bullies. So, if after a meeting you said, "I understand from the meeting that I had with you today that my you said that my work is deplorable and that I am not meeting the standards of the organization." And I remember in the meeting I said to you that I would like for you to, you know, to point out uh, the, the, the deficiencies in my work so that I can correct those deficiencies. And I'm eagerly awaiting that feedback from you so I can improve myself. Now, if you do that, then the, the, the person, it's, it's on record. Mm-hmm. And the person now, whether or not they reply to it, if they reply and say, no, I didn't say that, then that's, that gets you off the hook. If they doesn't reply, then the question 
question would be when this comes up, if you know that you didn't say that, then why didn't you reply to this email to clarify that you didn't criticize this person's work as, as being deplorable? So I think documentation is important. I think it's also very important for you to develop boundaries. So if you're in a situation where you realize that the person is making sexist, sexist joke about you or racial jokes or, you know, they're doing other things that's making you uncomfortable, I think it's well within your right within those kind of organizations that I have uh, talked about before to say to this person, when you speak to me like that, it makes me feel this way and I do not appreciate it. And you can say that in a way that's, that's, that's assertive, but at the same time not disrespectful. So don't wait until you are so frustrated that, you know, you turn to expletives and you lose your cool and then they say, see, you know, you have to get rid of her because she's insubordinate and she's out of control. Uh, address it before it gets to that point. Plan to, to address it. Say the next time that this happens to me, I am going to say this. Write out your speech, rehearse it with a family member or with your therapist if you're seeing a therapist who is helping you with the workplace situation. And then the next time it comes up, you politely say it the way that I have just I have just said. So these boundaries are very important. And and changing the dynamics is kind of what I referred to earlier. So changing the dynamics mean instead of being silent or, you know, uh, trying to just laugh it off, changing the dynamics mean that you con you, 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 you confront the situation, you talk about how what was said make you feel. So this is changing the dynamic from you being a victim, uh, a, a victim that has no voice to you having a voice that can say respectfully that when you speak to me like that, it makes me feel. And so how can, because I'm just saying that person that's been bullied time and time again, it's like someone who's been abused yes. and they've been beaten down so, so much. How do you develop that gumption or that survival instinct to do those things? Because I'm just sensing that there'd be a lot of fear and nervousness in, in even saying, I feel X when you've been right, told right. you're insubordinate, you're worth whatever the words are right. that that person's heard so, mm-hmm. so much. And I think that's where it comes to uh, self-work is going to be a very important part of it. Because if you're in a situation where you're beaten down and this has been happening for years and you're feeling voiceless, you may, may not have the intestinal fortitude to challenge in the way that I have said. But you can get help. You can speak with a therapist about this. You 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 can uh, uh, get help by by confiding in in friends and family members that can begin to build you up emotionally and begin to prepare you and to give you advice as to how best to deal with that situation. So the next step would, would be: don't suffer in silence. Involve others. Speak to others because a good therapist can help you work through that situation. And I would say the next step would be to confront the fear because bullying can, bullies can make you terrified just like on the school ground. And I think if you realize that you're being bullied, you're going to have to admit that this makes me fearful and working with that fear. The Bible talks about God has not given us the spirit, the spirit of fear. 
So if you're having the, the sphere of someone, then you have to be joined on your spiritual resources to say, God, help me get over this fear. God, give me the spirit of boldness that Christ had to stand up to the Pharisees in his days so that I can speak. Give me the wisdom so that I can know how to speak. So I see that we have quickly come to the end of the show for today. And I want to thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Melissa, thanks for your wonderful questions today on this very important topic. You're so welcome, Michael. And as always, I've learned a lot. Thank you, Melissa. And I would like to remind our listeners of our upcoming conference on the on the 30th of September, that's the 30th of this month, and it's at 1820 Carling Avenue. It's a, it's a morning conference that will go from 8.30 in the morning until 12.30. A breakfast will be served at 8.30. The teaching sessions begin at 9. The cost per person for this session is $40 per person, which I think it's a real bargain, including breakfast and all the teaching materials that you will receive for this conference. And yes, all the sessions will be done by qualified psychotherapists, including myself. Uh, I will be, be speaking at a conference as well. So coming out on the 30th of September, we look forward to seeing you there. Don't wait till the last minute to register. There is still space available, but the space are going, the space is going very rapidly. So again, to register, give us a call at 613-699-1677 or go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. 